Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. what uh, we're celebrating now is God's love for us. So we've got some bread here. We've got some juice. And uh, I want you to know that, that God's love for you is so deep that he gave everything he could give. He literally gave his body and his blood. Now, I've heard it said, uh, if you want me to hold that, I can. You okay? I've heard it said over the years, and I understand that people will say, well, Christianity is just a bloody thing, you know, it's gory. But actually, it's not Christianity that's gory, it's sin that is gory. Sin, it's sin that caused the shedding of blood. Sin is devastating. It was the sin of man that made this world a mess, right? And God the Father, it was never God's will for man to separate himself from, from the one who made him. It was never God's will for sickness or disease. It is never God's will today. It was never God's will for crime and murder and, and all of the horrible things we see. It was never God's will for tornadoes and earthquakes and all of these things that are happening in the earth. These were not a part of the plan of the Father. Jesus clearly showed us that in his ministry, right? So, but God knew how to fix it. We did it. We thought we could fix it with our intellect, with our latest inventions, right? We thought we could solve the world's problems with our um, strategies, but the reality is we can't. There is only one way to solve the issues of the world, and that was by the Son of God laying down His glory, agreeing with the Father, and coming to earth as a man. And to become the sacrifice for our sins. It was through his yes to the Father that our problems are solved. You're going to see that today in the message, all right? So when Jesus said yes to the Father, you see, the Father asked him to leave his home, everything that was familiar to him, to empty himself of his glory and come to earth as a man, and to lay down his life on that cross and to shed his blood, and that blood canceled the curse of sin for anyone who would believe. Jesus became our sin on that cross. He, the curse of sin was upon him, and it was canceled because his blood was pure. He never once disobeyed the Father, unlike the rest of mankind. He said yes to the Father at every turn. No matter who agreed with him, no matter how difficult it was, he said yes to the Father. Hallelujah. Because he did that, uh, we celebrate today his yes to the Father. I'm going to take some bread here. And I want to share something with you. So I want you to celebrate. This new life is available to anyone who would simply believe in what the Father did for them through His Son, Jesus Christ. You see, our bodies were broken when we separated ourselves from God. Man was never meant to die. 
And God, God instructed us and warned us. He said, you, you will die. Uh, in dying, you shall die because of, of, their, of mankind's disobedience. In other words, we died spiritually when we disobeyed God, and we died physically. Death entered the human race. It was never God's plan. It's an enemy to God. But Christ came that death would no longer have any power over us. All right? He gave his body so that our bodies would be healed. It was never God's plan for anyone to be sick. And we see how important health is in the ministry of Jesus. He healed and set free every sickness and every disease, all manner of sickness, it's recorded in the scriptures, all manner of disease were healed by him. And that healing is available to you through simple faith in what he did for you. I'm going to start, we're going to start with the body. If you've got your cracker or your bread, and I'm going to read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm going to start in verse 23. This is the Apostle Paul uh, writing by the Holy Spirit. He said, for I received from the Lord that which also I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed, wow, at the lowest moment he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I feel impressed to take a little bit of time here, okay? We want to be led by the Spirit, moment to moment. This, what Jesus was doing was not foreign to them. In our day, a blood covenant is kind of what, what we don't even know what that is. Listen, I want to help you understand what Jesus was doing. In the Bible days, okay, going all the way back to the beginning, after the fall of man, blood covenants were implemented in the earth. What was a blood covenant? It was, a, it was a, an agreement, uh, a, a total committing of one to another. And it was done by body and blood. And the bread became symbolic of me giving my body to the other party in this covenant. And wine became symbolic of me giving my blood. You'll see this anytime you'll look in the Old Testament, okay? Oh, this is so good. Stay with me. Didn't plan on doing this today, but let's, let's go with it, all right? Anytime you'll see bread and wine mentioned in the Old Testament that is speaking of a blood covenant. Okay, yeah, well, we can go there. We can, we can go to uh, Genesis 14 in a little bit. You're gonna, so pay attention when you read your Bible. When you see bread and wine mentioned, it is speaking of a blood covenant, all right? Who's the father of our faith? Abraham. Abram, who became Abraham, right. right? God cut covenant with Abram and gave him a new name, Abraham, which spoke of his destiny. Hallelujah, yes. He cut covenant with him. And bread, right, a body, the body of animals at that point actually was, was sacrificed and separated, mm-hmm. right? And Jesus actually was there, right? So the body and the blood of animals was, was sacrificed. But, um, and through that covenant, that opened the way for Christ to come into the earth. Abraham's the father of our faith. Why is Abraham the father of our faith? Because he simply said yes to the father. Mm -hmm. Understand that Abram lived hundreds, 400 some years before Moses, before Mount Sinai. Okay? Mm 
There were no Ten Commandments in Abram's day. There was no Levitical priesthood. He was a man who was caught up in religious tradition. That's right. That's right. The Bible tells us that he and his father were worshiping idols. Yeah. The moon. They worshiped the they moon. They worshiped the moon. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you know that? It's, it's, it's good when you get into your Bible and our eyes are open to, to real life living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are worshiping different things. Yes, well, the father of our faith was worshiping the moon with yes. his dad his whole life. Yep. But there was something different about him where he, something in his heart recognized there's got to be more than this. There's got to be more than this. I want to know the true and living God. You see, God responds to your heart. And when you want to know him in in your heart, when you are sincere and you look to him, he will reveal himself to you. He wants you to know him better than you know anyone else on this planet. And the only thing that would keep you from knowing him is faith in your heart. You've got to know that he loves you. You've got to know that he didn't cause the bad things that happened in your life. He didn't allow them. The enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy from you. You've got to know that it is God's will for you to have life and to have it more abundantly. You've got to know that he gave everything he could give so that you would be whole today, so that you would live a life that is uh, sourced from heaven that the Spirit of heaven would dwell inside of you and provide you with all the life you need every day of your life. So Abram went through this religious tradition with his dad, and as a man, as an adult man, after years of tradition, he began to cry out to God and ask God to show himself to him, and God the Father spoke to him. He said, Abram, I want you to walk away from this religious tradition. I know it's what your family's done your whole life, but I'm not a moon. I'm not an idol. I'm the living God who made heaven and earth, and I want to reveal myself to you. He asked Abraham to walk away from everything he had ever known, from the ideas and philosophies of men, and to follow him. And Abram, without any Mount Sinai, without any Levitical priesthood, without any tablets of stone, he said yes to the Father. And that is what the Father desires for you and me today, a relationship that is based on what he has said to us. Isn't that what marriage is? Yes, a blood covenant. Mm -hmm. It's based on what you said to me and what I said to you. That's right. Do you know what's interesting? The, the consummation of marriage actually happens when faith-filled words are spoken. That's good. That's the true consummation of marriage. <clears throat> Can we talk about this in church? Yeah. Yeah. You see, we, we, we stood before God the Father and before witnesses in a sanctuary, and we professed our faith in the love we had and have for one another. And I believed in, I spoke with my mouth and I believed in my heart that I love you. You spoke with your mouth and believed in your heart that you loved me. That was, that was a covenant being made. That was two becoming one. Hallelujah. You see, when God 
spoke to you, I mean Abram, <laughs> and asked you, I mean Abram, <laughs> to walk away from religious tradition and follow him, he was inviting you into a covenant relationship. That's right. That's based on faith in your heart and words in your mouth. It's not based on philosophies of men or a, or a list of to-dos and, 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 yeah, and, and requirements. It's do you believe that I love you? Do you believe that I created you in my image? Do you believe that I have a plan that will thrill your heart for your life? Do you believe that I knit you together in your mother's womb? Do you believe that before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you? That the plan I have for your life cannot be thwarted by any strategies of man or the strategies of the enemy because I am greater than any circumstances you face, that I am greater than anything in this world. And if you'll put your faith in me, I will live in you. Each and every day of your life, I will live in you. I will go before you. I will walk with you. I will quicken you by my spirit with the same resurrection power that raised my son from hell's grasp. Hallelujah. This is what we're celebrating. This covenant that God made through the body, bread, and blood, in our case, juice, of his son. What is that? Oh, we got juice, okay. Mm -hmm. I saw water over there. <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't see the juice cup. Hallelujah. So this is what Jesus is doing. So the, the Hebrew people knew very well, and other cultures did as well, because blood covenants spread from the Hebrew culture to other cultures. Okay? So what Jesus was doing at what we call the Last Supper on the night he was betrayed, he was speaking very familiar language to God's people. He was, he was implementing a blood covenant in verse 23. And, and, and uh, when he had given thanks, come on, thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Right? Thank you, Lord. He took bread and he broke it. Right? He broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. What is he saying? I'm making a covenant with you now. My body is, is, is part of this new covenant that the Father is making with mankind. Are you with me? The Holy Spirit, I believe, is leading us right now. Okay? And we want to encourage you to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Didn't plan on, on going this deeply into it, but I believe he's doing something in our hearts right now. Amen. We need to understand how committed, yes. how, how passionate the Father is oh, about yes. blessing you yes. and transforming you and meeting your needs abundantly and showing himself to you in your everyday life. When you realize how much he loves you, you'll never give in to the temptation of fear again. Hallelujah. He breaks this bread. I want you, when you read your Bible, put yourself right there. See, I'm sitting right next to Jesus right now. I'm, I'm right there. You know, John and I got our head laid on his chest, all right? I like to put myself right there. Imagine what it must have been like. Don't read your Bible too fast. Get into it, right? 
So he breaks this bread. He said, this is my body, which is for you. Everything Jesus did, he did for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, I, I'm just being blessed right now by the presence of the Holy Spirit. I just He's ministering to me right now. Mm-hmm. So you'll just have to pardon me while I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for your, your intimate care for us in every single moment of our lives. This is my body, which is for you. I mean, you give someone your body, you've given them everything. That's right. right? You've given them your whole temple. That's right. right? And following the confession of faith, the, a marriage is, is further consummated by the husband and wife giving each other of their body. It's a very sacred, precious, and holy thing that God designed, that my body is for my wife, that my wife's body is for me, that we are one flesh. This is the covenant God made with us, that we would become one body with him. Powerful. Yes. Do this. This blood covenant, this, 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 what we're doing right now, this bread and wine, do this in remembrance of me. In other words, I want you to keep your mind stayed on the covenant God is making with you through my body and blood. Isaiah 26.3, you will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant shalom, wholeness, well-being, prosperity, whose mind Mm -hmm. is stayed on you. Keep your mind stayed on the covenant that God is making with you through my body and blood. Are you guys awake? Yeah. yeah. Come on, put some praising hands on the feet. It's an active recall. Yes. An active recall. Yes. Mm And we do need to do that. We need to actively remind ourselves of the covenant we have That's with right. the creator of heaven and earth. That's right. We're not estranged from him. There's no distance between us. He, we are one body with him. Now, Jesus hadn't yet made this covenant because that bread wasn't the actual covenant. His body had to be tortured He had to be marred more than any man because he was paying the penalty for our sins. His body had to be nailed to a cross. Thorns had to be pounded into his skull. His blood had to pour down his body, and his body had to, to, to stop, to die as a sacrifice, as the Lamb of God. So this little bread and wine that he was, that wasn't, the covenant wasn't implemented yet. Are you following me? The true covenant was implemented when, when his body began to be tore apart right. and, and he was tortured and the stripes ripped the flesh from his back and his, his, uh, his, 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 his countenance was marred more than any man, Isaiah said. Mm-hmm. That was the beginning of the implementation of this covenant. He gave his literal flesh that our bodies would be whole. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then his body was nailed to a tree, wood. And he he was there 
on that cross. And after he, the price had been paid, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. It is finished. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he exhaled his spirit. Mm-hmm. And that spirit went to hell. His body and blood had been shed, and now his spirit had to endure the punishment of mankind's sin until the Father declared it was enough. How long did it take? How long did it take? It was on the third day. On the third day, when that righteous spirit of Christ, after that righteous body was ripped apart, after that righteous blood was shed, after that that righteous uh, Lord and Savior became our sin and his, his separated spirit from the Father descended into hell, he became our sin for three days. He was made our sin. He endured the full wrath of the punishment for our sins. The curse of sin was upon the Lord Jesus for three days. And then the Father said, it is enough, and the Holy Spirit rushed into hell and made him alive again. Reunited the only begotten Son of God with the Father, and he became the first born from among the dead. And he wasn't the last. (laughs) He was the first. And more than we could ever count have followed. I'm one, you're one, you're one, you're one, you're one. Yeah, countless, countless scores of human lives have been born from the dead. And he gave his body And I want to read to you from Isaiah 53. Isaiah is one of my favorite books in the Bible. After Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, Isaiah is right there with it. It's often referred to as the fifth gospel because there's so much uh, description and prophetic, uh, prophetic description of who Jesus is, Mm -hmm. what he's done for us, and who we would become in him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In Isaiah 53, he describes this horrible act of Jesus becoming our sin. He says, the fact is, it was our pains he carried. This, we're still in Corinthians. We're going to go to Isaiah. It all goes together. The Bible's all tied together. It's all one thread about God's love for you, right? The fact is, it was our pains he carried. Whose pain? Your pain and mine. Jesus took them. It was our pains he carried, our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us. That is from the message translation. When you get into the Hebrew of Isaiah 53, it'll blow your mind. He took all the things that were wrong with us, our disfigurements, any birth defects, anything wrong with your body. You know, birth defects are never the will of God. God designed man whole and it's his will for you to be whole. Any birth defects he took upon himself. You can be whole today. Whatever it is that's keeping you from experiencing wholeness, Jesus took in his body. Have you ever had communion like this before? This is, this is what we do at Highway because we want you to experience him. 
not interested in religious tradition. It has the, the appearance of God. There's no power in it. The power is in the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Not bread and juice, but the actual body and blood of Jesus. And you believing it and knowing that it was done for you. So if there's anything you've been dealing with, and, and you say, well, it's been passed down, it's biological, it's DNA, Jesus took it. Through faith in Christ, you can have new DNA. I know this might be rocking your world, but it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I know it's been hid through ignorant statements and philosophies. But I'm here to let you know Jesus took your pains. He took your disfigurements. He took all the things wrong with you on the cross. And when you embrace that, when you hear this gospel that I'm preaching to you and you take it personally and you embrace it with your heart and you believe that it's true for you now, no matter what your history has been, no matter what's happened in your family, no matter what you've been through, the, the power of this, this covenant is true for you today and you receive it, you'll begin to experience it. I want to speak right now to any bodies that are in need of healing. Yep. I, don't, I, I want you to lift your hands. You say, uh, does this work? Yes, it does. It works uh, anywhere you are. All you need to receive wholeness from the Lord is, first of all, to hear about it, that it's God's will for your life. You need to know that it's His will. If you don't know his, it's His will, how can you have faith? This is the confidence that we have. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. When you know, you can't have faith if you don't know the will of God. How can I have faith? I can't. I couldn't be forgiven of my sins until someone told me that God gave his son so that I could be forgiven of my sins. You can't, you can't receive healing. You can't be made whole until you know it's the Father's will that he gave his son's body on that cross so that your body would be made whole today. Do not tolerate sickness, uh, injury, uh, anything less than wholeness anymore. I believe I'm speaking to you uh, inspired by the Spirit of God. It is a brand new day. Your history is behind you. I, 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 lift your hands and receive the wholeness that Jesus purchased for you. It was your pains he carried. It was your disfigurements, all the things wrong with you. And by his stripes, you have been healed. Let me keep reading as you lift your hands. The fact is, it was our pains he carried, our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us. We thought he brought it on himself, that God was punishing him for his own failures. Verse 4 in the Young's Literal Translation. Keep your hands up. Come on and pray. Receive it. Surely, surely you are healed. Surely our sicknesses he has borne and our pains he has carried them. Surely there's no doubt about your wholeness. There's no doubt that you are healed. There, it's beyond the shadow of a doubt. By his stripes you have been made whole. Verse 5, but it was 
our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him. Our sins. He took the punishment, and that made us whole. Ah. Through his bruises, we get healed. Father, I thank you for wholeness in our bodies today, that everyone hearing this message, every member of this highway family, thank you, Lord, you took every disfigurement, every birth defect, every sickness, all manner of sickness, all manner of disease, all manner of bondage, mental illness, emotional challenges, uh, ADHD, whatever they want to label it, Lord, you took it all. You took took it all, Father. You took it all. You took it all. Chronic depression. You took it all. You took it all. You took it all. And by your stripes, we have been healed. And Father, today, we're holding this piece of bread, this cracker in our hands in celebration of the covenant you've made with us through the body of your Son, that you put our sin on your Son, that his body was ripped and tore, that our body would be whole and strong today. We thank you for wholeness in our bodies today. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Let's eat the bread and just jump up and down and thank him for the wholeness because it's yours. It's yours now. It's yours now. It's yours now. Thank Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you for wholeness in our bodies right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I will not accept it anymore. It's done in my life. Sickness, you have no right to be in my life because of what Jesus did for me. I'm in a covenant with God, and I do not allow you to operate in my life or in my family anymore in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you realize, am I still on camera? Can you see me? (laughs) All right. One of them big old cameras that can capture jumps. I need a GoPro on my head is what I need. Woo! Listen, when you realize the covenant you have with the Father, you will not tolerate sickness. You won't tolerate a pain shooting through your hip. No, I'm in a covenant with God. My body, this here, is one with his body. Don't allow pains. Don't allow them. He took them. Don't allow arthritis. No, he took them. I don't allow, uh, what do they call that there, uh, dementia. Uh -uh. No. Alzheimer's. No, he took it. I don't allow it. I don't allow diabetes. No, sir. No, he took it. I don't allow any any uh, uh, gland issues. I, I don't allow it. I don't allow heart conditions. I don't allow high blood pressure. I don't allow it. My body is one with his body. The life of Christ is flowing from my spirit into my body. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I am whole. I am his beloved. 
I am raised from the dead with Christ, and I'm seated at the Father's right hand. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in my body now, and my loving Heavenly Father is giving life to my body 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every week, every month, every year of my life, for the rest of my life, until He comes again. Hallelujah. Woo! hard for me to sit still. I'm just a GoPro pastor, I guess. I got to move around. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, celebrate it. And don't you stop celebrating it. You're healed. Father, yes. How about that juice over there, Jen? Yes. Would you hear me that, please? Amen. He didn't stop with his body. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome that our bodies are whole. But we need more than just a healthy body. We need a healthy mind. We need a sound mind. We need a strong, healthy soul. We need a new spirit. Amen. I'm speaking prior to Christ, right? If you put your faith in him, you've got a new spirit. That's good. Right? Jesus knew what we needed. And look at this. In the same way, verse 25, he took the cup also. There was a cup there. Again, remember, this is covenant talk. Blood covenant happening right here. He's, ta- he's, he's teaching them. He took the cup also after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant. It's never been before. It is a brand new covenant that God is, is ratifying in the earth through my body and blood, and I want you to experience it. It's not Mount Sinai. It's not Mount Sinai. It's the upper room. It's the Spirit of God empowering your tongue to speak heavenly languages. Hallelujah. He took the cup also after supper saying, this cup, now he's symbolically speaking, right? He's using wine to symbolically communicate to them his blood, right? This cup is the new covenant in my blood. There wasn't blood in his cup. There was wine. It was a symbol. Okay, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you you proclaim, Mm -hmm. you show forth in the earth the Lord's death. In other words, what he accomplished for you through his death, burial, and resurrection until he comes. We are proclaiming that. Now, what was the blood for anyway? So the body was for healing. Well, what what was the blood for? The life is in the blood, the Bible teaches. Right? The blood breaks the curse of sin. The blood breaks the curse of sin. The blood washes us clean. The blood removes and remits our sins. We have full remission. Is that what they say when a disease goes into, what do you call it? Remission? I don't know. I have to look up the word. We have full remission of our sins. What am I thinking of? Remittance. Remittance. Never mind. Scratch that from the, edit that one out. Yeah. Okay. They both work. Well, yeah. (laughs) Remission. Wiping out. It's done. It's over. It's over. For your sins. It's over. All right. And his blood did that for you. Made you righteous. Not for a day. Not until you make your next mistake. Come on. Forever. Once for all. Once. Hebrews says. For everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For all time. 
It was the perfect sacrifice. Hallelujah. So this blood, well, this is just juice. We're ta- we're, we're, it's a symbol. Symbols are good, right? Just to remind us, right? We're not Ozzy Osbourne up here drinking the blood no. of bats, right? That's not us. No. no. Okay, come on. <laughs> it's no, juice. No. Hey, no. I love Ozzy. I don't know. I pray we get saved. Get saved. I don't know Jesus anything about Ozzy. Yeah, I remember I used to listen to Ozzy when I was growing up. That's All right, if you're an Ozzy Osbourne fan, go ahead, put some uh, Ozzy in, in the quotes there and Prayers pray for him. For Let's pray for Amen. Ozzy. That's right. Amen. Love him. Pray that he get, comes to know Christ, him and his whole family. Amen. Saved, the Osbournes, right. in Jesus' name. That's right. That's right. In Amen. Jesus name. Pray for people. Pray for people. You see someone promoting something that's ungodly, pray for them. You, pray for yeah, them. Don't recoil. Get busy. Yeah. Speak, speak for them. Yeah. You were talking about that today. If you're watching the news, if you if you feel you need to watch the news, speak. That's right. Speak about the issues in America. You speak about if you're gonna issues watch going on. It, be ready Absolutely. To use speak your mouth. to it. Amen. To release your faith in the atmosphere. Release the life of Christ in the atmosphere. Don't go with the world and join the, the complaining team. Speak life. Amen. So this reminds us of the blood of Jesus was wiped out our sins, canceled the curse of sin forever. We are forever righteous. I mean, what if I really make a dumb mistake tomorrow? Does Christ have to come again? Does he have to go through everything he went through again? No. Well, you might think that, by the way, you know, some talk about our salvation. That if you mess up, it's gotta, you've got to go through the whole thing again. No, it's, a, it's perfect. It's once for all. Listen, if you just make the dumbest mistake you've ever made at 3.30 p.m. this afternoon, you're righteous. The blood of your righteousness is based on his covenant with you, not your ability to perform. God understands where you are and what you've been through, and he's provided righteousness for you that's greater than your shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Woo! Man, I'm being ministered to here. Amen. How you doing? I'm all right. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good news. Yeah, it is. It's good news. Let me just read that. That's the Romans 5 came up. I think I got it here. If I can get this paper apart. Let's see here. Yeah, okay. Romans 5. That's okay. I'll hold it. I'm going to pop it back there. Romans 5, 8. Listen to this. But God showed his love for us in that while we were. That's right. Still sinners. While we were. See, the Still Bible sinners. doesn't teach that you're a sinner if you're, if you're a saint. Can't be one or the other. He says, while, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the believers in Rome. He says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by the blood, by the blood. right? Much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath, uh, excuse me, saved by him from the wrath of God. So we used to be sinners. We put our faith in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We became saints. We're not sinners anymore. We're saints. How can you say you're a saint? Because I've been justified by the blood of Jesus. I am one of God's very own children. I'm a saint. Saint Joseph. That's right. Saint Jennifer. Mm -hmm. Come on, highway saints. Hallelujah. Realize your identity in Christ. You are a saint. So this blood implemented this new covenant for the forgiveness of our sins. Father, you just blow our minds. Mm -hmm. You are so fresh. You're so alive. 
You're so out of this world. You are the one we've been looking for our whole lives. And Father, we drink this juice today in celebration of the blood of your Son that ratified a covenant that had never been before, a new covenant. And we are enjoying the benefits of that every day of our lives for the rest of our lives. Let's drink the juice. Thank you, Jesus. There you go, love. Save some for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we, we had planned on, on sharing communion together, but didn't plan on going into all that today. But I really felt impressed that we needed to do that. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, we're going to move, uh, make a shift here, I yeah. think. Um, but I felt impressed, Joseph, to share uh, if you would, if you have some time, <laughs> just quickly, the story of uh, God's provision. Again, with Thanksgiving in our lives, when you had a need, I'm specifically thinking of instruments in the past. Yeah. When you had a need, if you could just briefly, I don't know, share with us about how yeah. God just takes care of us at just the right moment. He and does. Uh, to be mindful of it, I think. He and does. as we give today and yeah. as we give thanks on Thursday, uh, just to recount and recall the yeah. things that he's done, uh, just by way of a story, telling the people how God yeah. was aware and, and uh, met needs you've had in the past. Sure. sure. You know, um, Whatever God has called you to do is going gonna, is gonna to require a lot of money. Did you all hear me? Say are, you, are, are your speakers turned up <laughs> on your TV? You know, why don't you get a, a sound system in your house and crank this thing? <laughs> Come on. Just get the TV, get the sound system, turn it up, have some friends over, let's have church. So what you're called to do what you're called requires to do a lot requires of money. Requires a lot of money. Okay. Let me give you an example. Let me go back, walk you through. All right. God was calling us to serve him, all right? And, and in our case, to go into, go into ministry. He'll call you to do whatever he's called you to do. I, what, at the time, what I needed, this is back in 1998-ish, somewhere around there, okay? Last millennium. And I needed $1,100 for a guitar. And I needed another three to five, three four hundred dollars for for the accessories. It was about fifteen hundred dollars what I needed. Now in 1998, at the time, that was something. Okay, that was I was transitioning from active duty military to full time ministry. Okay, and we we were getting ready to do a lot of things. Okay, I needed fifteen hundred dollars. We we prayed together, and and one of the the people we were praying with. We, we brought that request before the Lord. And this person says, what do you need? And I shared with him. That person came back that next week and handed me a check for the full amount. That's right. I, I wasn't in the ministry at that time, just praying with a brother in Christ. There was maybe three or four of us praying together. And we voiced that need to the Father and it came back. I, I, could, I could go on all day with this kind of thing. But yes, let, me, yes. let me take you to my next guitar. All right, fast forward, now we're talking 2015, all right? Uh, and I had other guitars for that, but I needed a really nice one that was about uh, $3,500, okay? 
And uh, I, I went to, to a music store, played the one I wanted. And I sat there in that room with that guitar because we were getting ready to do an album. I needed a really nice acoustic guitar. And this baby was around 3500 I said, Father, I ask you for this instrument. Never said a word to anybody. Just thanked him for it. And it was uh, weeks, maybe months later, actually. And it was on the day, the day before I needed it to record the tracks I needed the actual instrument was delivered to my office. No one knew about it. It was actually the make and a model higher than the one I held in that store. <laughs> and it's probably worth about 4000 bucks. Next instrument, it was 6000 bucks. What you're going to do is going to require, what God's called you to do is going to require money. Uh, what we're, I don't, don't want to run out of time here. But again, uh, the Lord began moving about music and ministry, and, and I knew there was a particular instrument I needed, and I knew actually they were going for around 15000 and tw- some 25000 But I was said, Lord, okay, we're going to find this make and model. We went to a special store in Nashville. I played one. I said, oh, this is for me. Just felt like butter. And I said, Father, I asked you for this. It was just me and the Father in a room. Jennifer's there with me, and I just asked him, and, and the Lord worked that out. Actually, that same model was given to me as a gift uh, just a few months later. And, the, and uh, I, why are we sharing this with you? It's the faithfulness of God. That's right. And I, I've, I felt impressed this morning when I woke up to sh- tell a story, to tell yeah. the story um, of how faithful God is. Yes. To supply the thing yes. that you need. Yes. And I think demonstrated in each of those things, you knew and God asks us. Yeah. He invites us to ask mm-hmm. in every one of those situations. Uh, you determined what it was yeah. that you needed. Yeah. Uh, and so when someone came and said, what do you need? When someone was in a position or. Uh, whether they came to you or just decided on their own to do it, you know, it's, uh, I'm saying God is encouraging us to ask whatever you wish um, concerning your purpose, concerning your call, concerning what God has given you vision for, begin to ask him. And this whole time, you know, we didn't stuff away money. We didn't stuff away money, did we, trying to buy what we needed. Nope. We continue to give unto the to Lord. Give unto the Lord. We continue Trust to give him. to the Lord. Hallelujah. And you would say, well, with all that we gave, we probably could have bought the guitar. <laughs> oh, many guitars. Many, you many, many. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, we could uh, give an Aussie a real beauty. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> so I'm telling you today, I believe it is the Spirit of God again, just before Thanksgiving. Yes. That in giving thanks, also make your requests known to God and thank him in advance for those things being supplied to your life as you continue in your giving and in your worship to him. I believe it's of God today to to encourage you in that direction. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just going through this week as my prayer time. Again, this is all all based on covenant relationships, is worshiping the Lord. And I realized we need about $45,000. To, to, to take the steps the Lord's directing us to take mm-hmm. with all of, and a lot of that is equipment mm-hmm. you know and equipment's just expensive you know uh, and there's a lot of equipment needed you know there's a lot needed and the things that we have in our heart to do to grow this network to to uh, to record and worship 
new fresh worship music to to open a cafe to to have a theater with live worship service all the things that the lord's put in our heart to do it requires money mm-hmm. and he's providing that yes he is he's providing that yes, he is. And, and and that was the key is we're trusting in him so we're going to finish our time together as we so often do by worshiping him with our money this is covenant folks this is covenant i like to get out my wallet if I have it on my, my, my back pocket as a symbol, uh, again, most of my transactions are digital. Now I get, we give digitally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's very convenient. And uh, if we could put that up on the screen, if you'd like to worship the Lord with your giving, we invite you to do so. And the information is all there. You can go to our website, highwaychurch.us. Click on Give in the menu. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.